after being awarded this huge, you know, huge deal, this cup, this scholarship, this money, my first thought was, oh my gosh, what is my boyfriend going to think? Right? How sad is that? That my first thought, we had been together at that point for three years, three, no, maybe two years. And my first thought is of him and how he was going to feel and how this was going to impact him. And that is that textbook sort of example of how we as women, we worry about outshining our partner. Welcome to the Dishing Up Digital Podcast. I'm your host, Alan, a former nine to five escapee turned six figure business owner. This is your place to learn everything there is to know about building your dream life and career as a social media manager. Whether you're just starting out and feeling lost and confused, or you want to take your current business to the next level and double your income, this is the podcast for you. Social media is such a powerful platform and it's enabled me to book out my services and smash the six-figure milestone with only 3,000 Instagram followers. So grab a cup of tea, coffee, a glass of rosé with me, and let's turn those dreams into a reality. It is a very rainy, cold Thursday afternoon right now in Wellington, New Zealand, where I am based. And I'm recording this podcast episode kind of quite spontaneously, actually. I just listened to a song and it really sparked some feelings, sparked some emotions in me. And I thought, let's sit down and record a podcast episode. Now, the song that I just listened to that sparked all of this is called Breadwinner by Casey Musgrove. And I would love to play it for you, but I'm assuming I'll probably get some copyright fees in that. So definitely go listen to it. It's a beautiful song. And it's got me thinking about this topic of being the breadwinner in your family, in your relationship, in whatever living situation you are in. Specifically, in today's episode, I want to talk about being the female breadwinner, right? So this is what Casey's song is all about. And I'll read you some of the lyrics if you guys haven't sort of heard the song already but it goes I'm not going to sing it don't worry I have a horrible singing voice not one of my talents but the lyrics read he wants a breadwinner he wants your dinner until he ain't hungry anymore another line he wants you to shimmer to make him feel bigger until he starts feeling insecure and the article I'm actually reading these lyrics from have a really interesting statistic here in 1980 only 13% of women made the same or more than their husbands in terms of their annual income, right? 13%, that is so low. Compared to now, a more recent study by the Bureau of Labor of Statistics, in case anyone wants to fact check me, (laughs) that percentage has increased to 30%. Still, I mean, we'd love it to be up around 50-50, you know, maybe, but it's, it's still low, but it's a huge increase, a huge amount of change. And that's why I wanted to talk about this topic because I know a lot of women may be facing a similar situation or maybe going through this complication in their life right now. My whole business and brand and ethos and, you know, what motivates me in my business is female empowerment, helping other females start and grow businesses, whether it's in the dynamic of coaching or whether it's helping them with their social media. I tend to work pretty exclusively with female clients, the odd male who comes in through the door. 
But specifically, that is my passion because I believe so much in women having more power in the world and having more wealth in the world. I think that's such a key thing because with wealth comes a whole bunch more opportunity, a whole bunch more of chances to contribute to society, to our world, to make decisions about where wealth is going. You know, I think a lot of women, it's very common when they do have wealth, they do a lot more community driven activities. They do a lot more donations and working with charity it is you know typically what you know females are more inclined to do and that's a big part where I'm like yes females we can do so much good in the world when we have wealth behind us so that's a little bit of an insight to me my ethos and my thinking so naturally I I like to think I'm I'm kind of in that 30% of women my partner and I kind of have a running joke a little bit about who's going to retire the other person he always jokes to me that I'm his retirement plan because he he sees the business that I'm building and he's so incredibly proud of it and so supportive. And likewise, I'm just as supportive as his career, I like to think. And he is one smart cookie. And I know one day he is also going to have his own business and be thriving. So he's my retirement plan, right? And, and I feel so lucky to be in the kind of relationship where I have the uncapped sort of attention and support from my partner. And he has absolutely no insecurities about how much money I make, whether it's more or less than him. I mean, the thing with my income is it does vary month to month. You know, I have launches that are really big months and then I have more quiet months. When I take holidays, I don't get annual leave like him. So jealous, (laughs) but also not jealous because I run my business and I love it. But naturally, if I take a holiday, my income takes a dip. So it is very up and down. But generally, I'd like to think I'm in or close to that 30% of women who are out earning or at least equal earning their partner. But for me, it hasn't always been this way in terms of the dynamics with my previous partner and my previous relationship. And that's why I really felt inspired to discuss this on the podcast because I know there's so many people out there who will be, or so many women out there who will be in this situation because it's so common, right? I don't know about you guys, but I grew up with your very standard setup of my dad was the one who went to work, he had the career, and my mom stayed home with the kids and raised, you know, the family, raised me and my sister and I've always said that I have huge amount of respect for my mom and what she did I think being a mother is a job in itself and I don't know if I'm gonna have children I don't know if that's in my future I'm definitely not a maternal person (laughs) who is craving children but I've always said if I do have kids if I do become a mother I'd want to do what my mom does and be able to leave my job or at least leave it for a good amount of time and be able to dedicate my time to raising whatever this kid is because I take that very seriously, you know, bringing life into this world. And if that is in my future, that would be my plan. I have, you know, huge respect. But I just want to put it out there that that's been the structure that I've grown up with. My mom stayed at home. My dad had the career. He had his own business for a period of time. And then he had various other jobs and he had a good job. He's a software engineer, nicely paid jobs. We did have moments where he was unemployed, financial crisis, anyone can relate, 2009. (laughs) So we had periods of up and down as a family, but more so that dynamic was very clear for me from a child. And I think so many women my age have grown up with that or women older than me we grow up with that's that's the way things were, right? That's the way things were for a very long time in this world. Dad went to work, mum stayed home. Dad was the one with the career. Maybe mum did a little bit of work, but it wasn't a career. It wasn't a business. And it's an interesting change and a shift in society and so awesome to 
live through, seeing more and more female CEOs stepping up, female business owners, these female people in power. Even looking at my own country, we have a unwed female prime minister leading our country who also had a baby in the middle of her term. Like, can you get any more like feminist power to the female <laughs> from that? And it's really awesome, I think, for young Kiwi girls to have Jacinda as a role model, someone who is leading a country the head of our parliament. I think I, your prime minister is your head of your parliament. I'm not a politician, so I'm not up with the lingo, but she's our prime minister. She is top dog. <laughs> there we go. That's a more relevant lingo for me. And she is a huge leader in that she has actually quite a, a global presence and a global name for herself because she's so different, because she's unwed. I mean, she's engaged now. That also happened while she was prime minister in her first term. And, you know, she was unwed, she was pregnant, she was a prime minister. It, it was global news when that happened because it was such a big and unusual thing. And I love that eventually, I believe that's not going to be unusual. I believe that's going to become more and more normal as generations come through. But unfortunately, we're not quite there yet, right? And I think that's why this song, Breadwinner, has resonated with so many females out there. And this is the article that I was reading on the Washington Post, the, the lily.com offshoot from the Washington Post website. I think that's why it's been such big news and why the song has become so popular because, you know, there's only that 30% of women who are equal or out earning their partners. It's still growing and increasing. And because it's not the norm, because it's not standard yet, I think a lot of women fall into this trap of maybe when it is their time to shine, it's their time to be the breadwinner, it's their time to be successful, they end up holding themselves back because of their partner. And I feel like on, on looking back on my past relationship, that's something that I definitely experienced. I always tell this story to my friends and it's something that I, I really reflected on when that relationship ended and it made me realize that it wasn't right for me. But there was a moment when um, my previous partner and I, we dated from high school and in my final year of high school, I was actually awarded runner-up ducks. And I don't know if this is a term that's used globally. I'm pretty sure ducks is like an old Latin term, so it might be used in the UK. But it basically means your second top in your year, right? So I had a 99% grade point average. I'm making myself out to be a total nerd here. <laughs> and I was. I was a nerd. But take this back. Imagine a, what was I, 17-year-old Ellen sitting in a school graduation hall or a school ceremony. We didn't really have a graduation. It was like an award ceremony. Sitting there, and this is the second to last award that's given out in a two-hour ceremony. I'm sitting there. My name is called out. I did not expect this. I worked my butt off in year 13, my final year of school, because I wanted to get a scholarship because I was working towards an award like this. And I didn't even think I had a chance of runner-up ducks. I was going for one of the more low-tier scholarships, like, can I have, you know, a couple of thousand dollars, please? And my name was called out. And um, it was really funny. My sister was at the ceremony and she'd arrived late. So she was in the back room, like in the overflow section. Even she was like shook. She was like, oh my God, that's my sister. And the person next to her was like, oh, would you like to go have a like see a walk off on stage? And I even still get like a little bit emotional talking about this because I am really proud of myself, which might sound weird because it was so long ago. But the thing was, the first thing that popped into my head, right? The first thing after being awarded this huge, you know, huge deal, this cup, this scholarship, this money, my first thought was, oh my gosh, what is my boyfriend going to think? Right? 
how how sad is that? That my first thought, we had been together at that point for three years, three, no, maybe two years. And my first thought is of him and how he was going to feel and how this was going to impact him. And that is that textbook sort of example of how we as women, we worry about outshining our partner. We worry about our success overshadowing them. And that was one of my major concerns. And looking back now, I can't believe that I had that mindset and I had that for a really long time. There were other situations that came up and ultimately I think it was a big factor of when our relationship ended, you know, I was about to fly. I was about to go start this business and find this level of success that potentially I know would have outshone my partner. And I don't know if he could have been there to support me because ultimately I believe he wasn't the right sort of soulmate. He wasn't the person who was meant to be there for me. And I think this is such a good example to bring up or a good conversation to have because I don't want any woman out there holding back their potential for a man right? You have so much power. You have so much potential to change the world, to change your own life, to change the your family's life, the, the, how much money you're earning, you know, your whole status, your whole place within society. You have potential to create so much change. And so often we get caught up in what a man thinks of us. Similarly, in my previous relationship, I remember when I was looking to leave my job, I was running the numbers, I was crunching the numbers, how much I needed for rent to move in with him, to move to, he was obviously in a different city, which you'd know if you listened to my first episode. And I was running these numbers because I didn't want to have him pay for anything. I wanted to earn my own way in the world. And that's something that's always been really important to me, not just in terms of like a man paying my way, you know, having a husband support me, but also just in terms of my parents supporting me. I was always, I always tried to be really independent from a young age. I got my first job doing a paper run when I was 11. I subcontracted off my sister because technically you had to be 13, but I got it subcontracted it off her as an 11 year old and then did that all the way up until university until my classes got too busy and my mom ended up doing it all the time and I was like I think I need to quit because you're doing this more than I am but anyway that's that's always been my attitude I always like to make my own way in the world and I think probably a lot of it comes back to I guess control and and scarcity because I did go through those times as a child where or as a teenager even where maybe finances were tight in my family and I it's not something that I think is pleasant for anyone to experience to go through any sort of financial hardship is is incredibly hard on a family on a relationship and I think a lot of my motivation comes from the fact like I want to be financially secure I think that's the best thing you can do for yourself in life is be financially secure not necessarily wildly wealthy, just, you know, enough consistent money, reliable money, investments, savings, so that you don't have to stress, so you don't have to worry. I think a lot of people relate to me on that. Because again, along with being a digital nomad, which we talked about in last week's episode, financial freedom is one of the other top requests or one of the, the top concerns people come to me with when they want to become a social media manager, when they want to sign up for the Dishing Up Digital School. So I think a lot of us as women have that potential to make our own way in the world, to support ourselves, to not have to rely on a partner. But then we, we kind of feel constricted by 
the the walls society has in place and still has in place that the man should be the powerful figure in a relationship that he should be the one making all the money and the woman should be the one supporting him and i think that's the really cool thing about seeing and witnessing millennial relationships and how it's sort of changed in one generation is how we have such more of a sharing dynamic relationship like comparing this to my current partner who i love and in the beginning I said is so incredibly supportive and I value that so much but we we go through phases in, in, in life and in months where one person is busier than the other and the other steps in to you know do the cooking and the cleaning a little bit extra because I don't know my partner was so busy a few months ago studying for a CFA exam so I stepped up a bit but then likewise when I'm really busy in a launch period when I've been at my desk all day he'll come in to me with a hot chocolate with some you know dinner like he's he's always stepping up to the plate and it's just a really interesting dynamic and shift from previous generations where you know women would be the one doing the cooking and the cleaning always and then I think slowly we've stepped up through the generations and we're like hey we can actually work too we have power we have so much potential and so many great ideas to bring to businesses and to bring into these roles and we've made that important shift but we're still doing some of that you know they're cooking and the cleaning every time. And I'm kind of going off on a, a tangent here and I, I am kind of leaking more into relationship chat than business, which is really what this podcast is all about. But I do think it's something important to to mention because if you want to to be successful, if, if you want to have a thriving business, you need to look at your environment and your surroundings. Specifically, you need to look at the people in your life and whether they are going to support you and whether they are going to want to see you shine and to see you shine your brightest as well. And I think that's been one of the massive benefits for me and my business. First of all, my family and my parents, as, as much as my mom was concerned when I was going to hand in my resignation, she was so supportive. All she's ever wanted is for my sister and I to follow our dreams, which is really awesome. So my parents have been really supportive. Big sister, always supportive as well. Uh, extended family, I think some of my <laughs> extended family probably still don't understand what I do on the internet and how I make money. But there's a general, you know, support there. And also my friends, you know, I, I like to surround myself with friends who support me and also make more online friends in business as well. That's been a big thing for me. A goal for 2021 really has been finding more people who are doing similar things to me so that I can have a network of women who really understand the, you know, the dedication to growing an online business, they understand my world and we can support each other as well. So, you know, I'm still growing that community. <laughs> it's kind of sometimes, sometimes hard to find people in New Zealand doing the same thing that I am. But I think, you know, that environment and making sure the people around you are positive people, they're not people trying to bring you down or be like, oh, that's a silly idea when you talk about a new course you want to launch or how is that going to make money? You want someone who, you know, maybe asks you some technical questions and challenges you a little bit. I know my boyfriend always does that. He always likes to get into the nitty gritty of business with me and and numbers and profit. And, and he's awesome like that. But he's also just supportive. You know, if there's something I want to do, he's flat out supportive of me he has my back he will be my shoulder to cry on when things go wrong but also that supportive person who's like okay you can cry now but you're going to get back up and and keep going and keep doing this 
this episode is turning into like a love letter to my boyfriend, <laughs> but he is an awesome, awesome man. And I think it's important to put this out there on this podcast, because if there are women who are unhappy in their relationship, and maybe this, this idea of being the breadwinner or this, this scenario is causing a conflict, I do think it's important to put it out there that there are men in this world who are incredible, who are secure in themselves, that they can date and be with and live with a powerful woman. There is a quote again in this article that I referenced at the beginning of the podcast. I'll actually link it in the show notes if anyone wants to go give it a read. But there's a quote in here that calls, you know, this this dynamic of, of women out earning or equal earning their partners. They say, this is the silent killer in relationships. The silent killer. I just think that's such an interesting an interesting quote to bring up because like I've been saying, it is something that often women just put up with. And I think it's important that they realize that they shouldn't have to put up with that, that we should be able to shine our brightest and to be successful without someone trying to hold us back or feeling like um, an outside pressure or an unspoken word that we can't be more successful than our partner. This is actually another line of the song I'm going to read to you, which I think beautifully sums up why I wanted to record this podcast episode and why I think it's important but the song um Casey sings I wish somebody would have told me the truth see he's never gonna know what to do with a woman like you mm, I love a little bit of rhyme I, I I have so much respect for songwriters I think it's amazing all of the lyrical rhyming and it just it just sounds so beautiful it's exactly what I've been thinking and what I've felt and what I've experienced put into a beautiful song with a nice jazzy tune. <laughs> so definitely again, go listen to the song if you haven't already. But I think it is important to talk about, like Casey said in the song, it's something I wish someone had told me as well. It's something that I had zero awareness of what was actually happening in my relationship. It's like you were aware, but you kind of ignored it actually. And and it wasn't until I left that relationship. And especially when I met Ali, I think, my boyfriend now, it was when I met him that it was like the real penny dropper that I was like, oh my gosh, you mean I can actually be super, super successful and, you know, have a thriving business and, and my man is actually going to support that and not just support that, but like be my absolute biggest cheerleader and want me to do better and do better and bigger things. Like that's the cool thing about our relationship is Ali's just like, yeah, I know you're going to be like a multimillionaire one day. Like it's just goes without saying like, and I'm just sitting there like, oh, okay. <laughs> Thanks, babe. <laughs> and yeah, yeah. I just think it's important. I wish somebody had told me that. I wish I, I had kind of learned that earlier, but I guess everything happens for a reason. I'm such a firm believer in that. And yeah, I hope you guys have found this this episode I know it is quite spontaneous I know it is unscripted it might be a little bit rambly but I hope you guys have enjoyed it if you have related to this episode anything that I've talked about definitely send me a DM on Instagram I love chatting to my podcast listeners over on Instagram I know it's so weird because like on Instagram and on YouTube and all those other platforms, there's a comment section so we can chat in the comments. But with podcasts, I sometimes feel like I'm just talking to myself and then someone sends me a really nice message on Instagram. I'm like, hey, there's actually people listening. And I actually had one of my private coaching students who I work with in the Dishing Up Digital School and also in a private capacity. She actually said that she listens to the podcast as well, which is awesome because now you guys can see how valuable these podcast episodes are. So valuable, in fact, that my paid clients even listen to this free material so with that being said i'm gonna wrap up this episode here i do hope you guys enjoyed it make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you get notified when the next episode goes up 
And yeah, thanks so much for listening. I will chat to you soon.